And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for coming to the meeting. Um, this meeting is going to be about all the barking that has been going on um, today, even though there has been nothing to bark at. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, October 5th. I'm Jay Skeets, and joining us here, as always, we got Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. <laughs> Last but not least, making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are on a Monday. Shout out to everyone joining us live right now on YouTube. Get your questions in the comments there. You never know when we're going to pop up one here on the show. Your comments and your questions there. Keep those coming for our next beach step in as well. Email those ones in. No dunks at theathletic.com or tweet them in at no dunks inc. We got tweet of the night. We'll actually hit the beach. A little beach tease for you because we got so many great questions. But we start with game three. Trey Kirby's fired up. I know that. Jimmy Butler's big night. Helps the Heat cut the Lakers' finals lead to 2-1. to one. Jimmy Butler, 40 points, 11 boards, 13 assists. What a game task from Jimmy Gets Buckets. Jimmy Butler got LeBron. That's all that matters in this game. It, it doesn't matter if the Lakers win the next two games. If this goes the way of Allen Iverson walking over Ty Lue and it's 4-1, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Jimmy can go to his grave saying, I beat LeBron. And especially because it was like a, a point guard versus point guard, one-on-one performance. Jimmy played more point guard in this game, shouting things out, uh, commanding the offense, really making things happen without Goran Dragic out there. More than I've ever seen in his career. This was Mm -hmm. the best game of his career, and he had it against LeBron James. That's all that matters. (laughs) Really, that's that's all that counts. The Lakers lost game three of the Denver Nuggets series last round. It sure feels like they can come back and dominate. Anthony Davis had nine shots, and the Heat were packing the paint, so much kudos to Eric Spolstra. LeBron was giving the ball away. There's a lot of reasons why the Lakers lost this game. Yep. But in the end, all we should be talking about for at least eight to nine minutes. And Jimmy (laughs) Butler's stories to his kids and his grandkids, his great grandkids, hopefully, will be about that one time he got LeBron and pulled the chair on him and was going at him. And LeBron didn't want to guard at him at the end. He was on him and took... Uh, took those switches gleefully and, and jumped on somebody else and let Markeith Morris or KCP or whoever guard Jimmy. Jimmy was a killer. That's it. That's, that's all we got to say. Jimmy did everything for this team. Trey, you must have been beaming watching this game. 14-20 <laughs> oh, from the floor. He was doing it all. Yeah, well, talk to me, man. Oh, I just woke up at 3.30 in the morning, started dribbling out on the deck, trying to get everybody in the house up. I had to eventually wait until about 7.30 when Laura and the girls woke up. I'm like... 
How could you sleep so long? Jimmy Butler had an all-time classic finals game against LeBron. I can't believe I lived long enough to see it, but he was just incredible. It was every play that you needed from Jimmy Butler. Mm -hmm. uh, he was making plays. He was somehow still getting criticized for not scoring enough. <laughs> Wait until the game is over, Mark Jackson. Wait until the game is over, Jeff Van Gundy. Have we not figured this out yet? Jimmy tries to score when there's somebody who is smaller and not as strong as he is. And when there's somebody who's bigger, he's driving to the hoop, he's trying to draw help, and then he's kicking it out. It was yeah. an incredible performance. Shades of Dwayne Wade, honestly, in the 2006 yeah. finals. Game three, I went back and watched those YouTube highlights last night, and it's basically the same. You know, no three-point attempts for Jimmy Butler getting in the lane time and time again, shooting a ton of free throws. This was a game from the late 90s, early 2000s. Just fun to watch and awesome to see, and yeah. Exactly like Tass is saying, Jimmy's always going to have this moment. Who knows if the Heat are able to pull this off as a comeback. If the Heat and six pick comes true, that would be amazing. But for one night, Jimmy bested LeBron. Yeah, you said it was uh, comparable to sort of Wade no six. I saw a lot of people saying that was a LeBron-like performance too, Lee. The way he went about his business cooking everybody, going right at KCP, right at Danny Green, right at J.R. Smith, right at Caruso, right at Kuzma. Hey, LeBron. Do you want to guard me every once in a while? Okay, fourth quarter, 8.30 to go. I'll go at you and flip that one in that tied the game. That's when the Heat were actually down. Went at Markeith Morris too late and sort of iced it. He went at everybody, but it was LeBron-like because, as we always do with LeBron, oh, wow, 40 points. This guy is a great scorer, <laughs> but he's also a great passer. Maybe underrated passer. Maybe the greatest passer of all time. But Jimmy was incredible. Those two fourth quarter dimes, the one where he swung it out to Kelly Olenek for the three, amazing. And then he had that little slip bounce pass, little pocket pass as Mark Jackson called it, inside to Kelly uh, on a little bit of confusion Lakers uh, defense there. That was gorgeous as well. He did I'll let you go, Lee, but I got to say, 26 potential assists for Jimmy Butler last night. Huge wow, number. Amazing. Huge. Amazing. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. taking the sorry. LeBron MVP storyline there. Scored or assisted on 27 of the Heat's 41 baskets. That's supposed to be LeBron's narrative for right? the MVP in this series. He stole that. Well, look, I know we're all we're all slobbering over Jimmy this morning, and uh, deservedly so. But I, I'm going to be a Debbie Downer here because that pass out to Kelly Olynyk that hit the three. Now earlier in the game, twice he did those things where he should have gone for a layup and should have yep. scored, and instead he turned the ball over for his team, and it could have cost him at that crucial moment. It didn't. Kelly hits a three. Great that he go on to win. But there was a couple of times last night I was screaming at Jimmy Butler as well because he gets those sort of advantages where he's in the paint, and then he does something crazy. So, you know, this was an incredible performance. But if they had lost this game, I would have been pointing at those two uh, factors a lot to say, Jimmy, take over. Don't be afraid. Go in and get the contact. Because, again, not shooting the three-pointer is so uh, important, I think, here. He's not a great three-point shooter. We know he's hit some clutch ones. But he stayed in his bag last night. He stayed in his lane, which is, and you pointed out there, Skeets, when, it, when someone not named LeBron is on him, He's basically got to go at that guy and yeah. get to the free throw line or get into the paint. He's got that little step back or at least draw contact to do whatever he has to do. And he did an incredible job of that last night because if you look at the box score, you know, the Heat had more fouls than the Lakers and the Lakers shot more free throws for the game than the Heat. So it certainly wasn't as though the referees were trying to give Jimmy the game or anything like that. I mean, he was going in there working hard. And a couple of times as well, you saw him. I think it was KCP right at the end there really got him too. And, uh, and there were other moments where the Lakers hit him. So... Jimmy was absorbing all that contact and just put his team on his back last night. But he also did trust his teammates in 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 some very, very crucial times there. And Hero hit the three. Duncan Robinson hit a three. Yep. We mentioned the Kelly Olynyk one. Uh, that was just a truly masterful performance from Jimmy last night. One of the greatest final performances I've ever seen. 
Yeah, I think that's not hyperbole there, for sure to say that. I also thought they were going to lose this game. I don't know about you, Tass. Like, I was like, <laughs> wow, Jimmy's doing pretty impressive stuff here early because he set the tone right away, right? The Lakers are sloppy as hell. Well, I'm sure we'll get into them. You know, 80s checked out. He gets into foul trouble. And still, as the game continued, you know, it was close at half. The Lakers would always go on a run when the Heat would get it up to like a 12 or 13. They always had an answer, and you're like, oh, I've seen this type of game before. It's like, oh, they're somehow playing sloppy, they're not playing all that well, and they're right there. And oh, yeah, they got LeBron and AD, so they'll probably close it out. This will be a tough, this will be a tough one for the Heat fans' stomach. And instead, it was, you know, they gave up the lead. They gave up the lead there late, and I was like, well, here you go. When Rondo hit a layup, you're like, all right, well, they're down, and uh, okay, good night. This series is over. And instead, the Heat saved that final run for the right time, and here it was instrumental, like Lee said. But I don't know about you, Tess. Did you think the Lakers were going to ultimately win this game? Because I sure as hell did. For sure, and that's why LeBron going into half after being down so big and going into half after a Kyle Kuzma three that he set up, said to Jimmy LeBron, or Jimmy LeBron, Jimmy Butler reportedly, we got you. We got you. And Mm -hmm. then... At the end of the game, after uh, Jimmy kicked uh, Bron's ass in the fourth, said, nah, we got you, man. Uh, So it felt felt like the Lakers were, uh, yeah, on their way back. They definitely have their their lulls in games. So it felt like a Laker-type game where they were going to explode. Anthony Davis was going to show up. Uh, but yeah, the the Heat definitely took the life out of the Lakers. I I don't want to just go onto the Lakers' side of the ball and say... Yeah, they didn't show up. They didn't have a good game. LeBron was passing to absolutely no one at times with those nasty eight turnovers. Uh, The line looks okay, but it wasn't a very good game uh, from him and Anthony Davis, five turnovers too. The Heat made them play poorly. And the only disappointment uh, for me was, I mentioned it earlier, the last four minutes of the game, uh, the Lakers still in striking distance there. Uh, Jimmy Butler uh, was playing point guard. He had the ball, and, and and I don't know if it's Frank Vogel's call, but we always give the credit for LeBron taking the best player on the other side defensively. And in this instance, LeBron just said, nah, soft yeah. switch. Yeah. Uh, Markeith, you got him. KCP, you got him. Everybody else had a shot at him. There's four possessions, uh, unlike uh, Jamal Murray uh, earlier in the, in the playoffs where, where they went up 2-0 against the Nuggets. LeBron got lots of credit for the last few minutes for taking Jamal Murray just for a few possessions. And on these ones, uh, LeBron just wasn't up for it. And uh, Jimmy destroyed everybody who came at him. And just, yeah, pick and chose what he did. If he saw LeBron coming to help at times, he just barreled into him like that play where he could have laid it in on the short side, but he saw LeBron. So I'll just fly into him. He wasn't going to make that shot, but he was just smart. Big guy, I'll, I'll go into him. Sometimes he does pass out. Maybe he's uh, Rajon, Rajon Rondo's rubbed off on him a little bit. It looked like Rondo going under the hoop and throwing out, but Jimmy got the best of, of the Lakers. Uh, and and it just feels like the, this, this it, it felt like the Lakers would come back as it feels like the Lakers are are sure good for a, a, a couple, you know, just, just bad quarters. And, and that's what they do. But they also have a bad game. And it, it, they lost game one of the first series, lost game one of the second series, uh, one in five both times. Similar thing happened to the Nuggets, losing game three. They won in five. So it's just, yeah, I'm now I'm giving excuses the other side. But Jimmy was the man. Jimmy, yeah. J- Jimmy forced the Lakers to play poorly and come out. Of, they were out of sorts for sure. Yeah, and the the Heat have been good offensively. At least in right. game two, they were. The problem was they just didn't bring it 
from a physicality standpoint in game two. And you could definitely tell that this was the first time that the Lakers had really felt the Heat's defense. You know, every time Anthony Davis caught the ball, they were right up in his space. They were underneath him. And then there was another guy coming to help. They only played zone, I guess, for three possessions, which, you know, that tended, that seemed to work. They did a lot better job of making sure that Duncan Robinson didn't end up guarding LeBron, right? They, where we saw the Lakers switching like crazy in the fourth quarter, and that was an advantage for Jimmy. That was the opposite of what the Heat were doing. They were keeping their best players on the Heat's best player or on the Lakers' best players. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you would say Anthony Davis is necessarily has a matchup, but he was taken out of this game by uh, physical defense and, you know, just having to face the same guy over and over again rather than being able to manipulate the matchups and get exactly who they want. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because if you go back and listen to our Saturday podcast, I guess it was, where we're breaking down game two, we did talk about, like, Hey, the Heat, the Heat had figured out what the Lakers' defense was uh, doing. You know, they were scoring okay. It's just they couldn't get stops. They especially would get a first stop, and they couldn't get the second stop. They couldn't get the damn rebound, giving up offensive rebound after from rebound. So we saw that there. You're like, all right, they can hang offensively. And the numbers back that up, Lee. I mean, in the past two games, Miami has cooked them, uh, you know, when you're not talking garbage time and stuff like that. So that's without Bam and Dragic, of course. It was just can they use, like Trey said, a little physicality, get those rebounds, shore them up. Try and put a little more pressure on the Lakers because they will turn the ball over. Uh, even LeBron is guilty of that at times. And that was enough. The recipe was obviously the offense cooking led by Jimmy Butler. But that was something we were looking at in game two. Like, yeah, everybody was like, oh, this could be a sweep. Uh, they just might have too much talent. But there was something there. At least they had figured them out a little bit offensively, I think. Yeah, well, and, and as well, by uh, putting pressure on them by scoring and keeping up the scoring, it means that the Lakers had to do that. And you saw some of those sloppy p- turnovers were literally just guys just throwing the ball out of bounds, you know, misreading uh, what the other guy was supposed to do. Like, they're just careless giveaways that, that you just give the uh, possession back to the other team. But, mm-hmm. you know, one thing we know about Eric Spolster and his Miami Heat teams are they are competitive defensively, and we didn't see enough of that, certainly in game one, a little bit more of it in game two. Mm-hmm. But then last night, Jay Crowder, I mean, he's, you know, again, no one can guard Anthony Davis. No one can stop him, but at least he can give everything he's got physically to get into his face. He's a strong guy. Get him uncomfortable so that he couldn't post him up down low. And, of course, when he picked up a couple of fouls early on, that just sort of threw... Davis out of his rhythm. I mean, he still had a reasonable game when he went out there and played, but he knew that when he got the ball, he wasn't just going to be able to get uh, sort of easy looks and easy shots. And that, and that, again, is what Miami has to do. doesn't matter who it is. You know, even Kelly Olynyk, I thought, was physical last night. I mean, yeah. again, no, no one's – no one's. it's like Shaq in his prime. No one can sort of just move him out of the way and stop him completely. But worth, the best thing you can do is at least make him work. And I think the, late, uh, the Heat did a much better job of that last night. Yeah, AD, really no impact on this game. And again, foul trouble, part of it. But he played 33 minutes, 15 and 5, though. And I think as Ziller pointed out, the craziest part is he let the Heat, AD, did get away with playing Kelly Olenek and Myers Leonard like 43 yeah. minutes in this game. You know, that's a, that's a win for Miami when that happens. But yeah, it was weird. It was sloppy, sloppy, sloppy basketball hey, let's give, Lakers. Let's give Myers Leonard a little bit of credit here because he only played 13 minutes last night. But I thought just the energy that he brought to his team and that positivity really rubbed off on his teammates. You know, he starts the game. He doesn't play a whole lot after that, but when he was out there, he was productive and he was just doing everything he could physically. He was giving everything they could ask for. And then this is a guy, remember, who played a lot during the season, but he's been on the bench cheering his team on, you know, being a real true teammate, gets his opportunity, does well, and then still sort of sits down for most of the game. So that uh, real sign of professionalism there from from Myers Land is to go out there under those circumstances and play like that and not sort of think, hey, how come I'm not getting a few more minutes here, coach, when... He performed in the minutes that they gave him. Yeah, and they, sounds, and sounds like Lee body. liked the uh, Wired segment with Myers Leonard. <laughs> oh, Mr. Reliable. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, like people talk about that a lot, uh, but it's one thing to talk about it and then to go out there and actually 
be that guy who's truly cheering on your teammate for the team, not not for yourself. Then talk um, it, talk it yeah. out there. So but I, I just, don't talk I just about thought, it. Talk it. Because, yeah. you know, when Bam goes down, and I've said, I was going, you know, Leonard and uh, Linick and, and uh, Derek Jones, I mean, they just can't handle Anthony Davis. But those guys, at least, uh, you know, Jones didn't play at all last night, maybe got a minute at the end. But um, uh, Linick and, 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 and Leonard are just really giving absolutely everything to go. Kelly Olenek had another great game offensively, yeah. too. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. So oh, I'm excited. I hope this isn't just that one game that LeBron, you know, has a bad game and they bounce back and end this series in five. I hope it goes longer than this and maybe Bam's back I'm not sure if him or, or Dragic are back but this was the game we desperately needed in the finals last night right. it was great because it gives us that hope and belief that maybe this series is going to go more than five games <laughs> man things you look quickly. at all of the losses that the Lakers have had in the playoffs and it's like a monster performance from a superstar yeah. on the other team like James Harden had 36 when the Rockets pulled off a win Murray and Jokic combined for 50 when they won Damian Lillard had a humongous game when the Blazers beat the Lakers uh, in the very first game of the playoffs, 34 and five. You got to think Jimmy's got to do it again, but I've seen him play 48 straight minutes in three straight playoff games. He can do it. (laughs) guys. uh, Did Lillard only have 34 in that game? It felt like he had like 60 in that game. Is he game one? Bombs, yeah. Yeah, Uh, That was 10 years ago at this point. That was a million years ago. Well, LeBron, look, after the game, LeBron is not that concerned. He literally has said as much. I don't feel like we're concerned. We're not concerned. We know we can play a lot better. We have an opportun- another opportunity to take a commanding lead. I love he threw the commanding lead out on Tuesday. And he gave credit. Don't get me wrong. He gave credit to Jimmy, credit to the coaching staff, how resilient they are, and the guys on that team. But, Tass, what do you think moving forward here? Are you worried at all? Um, if you're a Lakers fan, are you concerned? Like we talked about, well, the Heat are scoring uh, pretty solidly right now without some of their guys. We could have Bam back. I think Bam is a strong possibility um, for game four. Who knows with Dragic? But what do you think moving forward in this series? And the storylines change so quickly, right? One day we're saying, oh, looks like a sweep. And now we're suddenly <laughs> like, oh, maybe they can do this. But what do you think? I think it, the the money line, the best line should be Lakers in five still. Uh, they're going to come back for game four big time. They scored 51 points. The starters did in game three. The, the fewest in a game this postseason. Now, of course, it partly was the Heat having a foot in the lane the entire time. Yep. All four guys just not letting LeBron see daylight towards the rim, especially with Bam Adebayo out. Uh, and the same for Anthony Davis. Uh, but I think that just changes. Uh, there's going to be a more aggressive AD that's just, uh, you know, Charles Barkley said the guy's not a killer uh, last series against the Denver Nuggets. And uh, at times, it happens to the Los Angeles Lakers. I think I think they should be the favorite going forward. But uh, I think the, the the biggest difference, yeah, the, the Spolstra defense was uh, pack the paint, play man, so there aren't any offensive rebounds. Uh, but right. Anthony Davis is going to take far more than nine shots. I think what really happened to him was Kelly Olenek uh, doing what he did offensively, 41 points in the last two games, phenomenal. But he just stepped under Anthony Davis and took a charge and that just threw him off and then he was he was just in front of Anthony Davis at times and Anthony Davis just uh whether Frank Vogel probably should have played him a little bit more but but the free throw or the fouls threw him off and uh it's it's an excuse uh he he just had a terrible game uh, he was the 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 guy who is the most important player in the series was absolutely invisible mm-hmm. and if you, you can call him you know the, the the most talented player in this series or you know the the most valuable player in this series if he's invisible it's not just the defense a lot was on him and he's going to bounce back i don't think there's 
any question, he bounces back. And, and I think uh, one of the problems with Al Gore and Dragic is that Jimmy Butler has to create everything. And he was able to just have his guy and the rim as the deterrence. It was just him and the rim at the end of the games because Kelly Olenek was standing outside. And so there's lots of space. And Bam Adebayo changes that dynamic a little bit, right? Because you can stick, if you're guarding Bam Adebayo, a lot closer to the rim. Uh, so that's why Jimmy Butler, I thought, was great because there was just a, so much space out there for him. I'm not saying uh, sit Bam Adebayo at the <laughs> right. end of games. Uh, but at the same time, I think because it, the dynamic changes, because they don't have a lot of creators, uh, because it can't, the Goran's not there to bail them out. Uh, it might be something they have to look at a little bit uh, because uh, a second guy would hurt Jimmy. Uh, you know, Bam Adebayo, whoever he's covering. AD was basically useless at the end of this game uh, on the defensive end, too. He was just yeah. standing out with Kelly Olenek, just mm-hmm. hanging out. Yeah. Didn't even come close to the paint. An all, de- all defensive player just hanging out there. So that's something that uh, if Dragic doesn't come back, they should look at as well. Yeah, um, obviously Trey pumped that Jimmy Butler goes for 40. You got the triple-double in the finals. Lee, we'll get to the snarl a little bit later when we touch in Tweet of the Night. But uh, Tyler Hero, you mentioned you slipped him in there. I think he scored eight points over the final you know, seven-plus minutes. So down the stretch, he was big, hitting big shots. And this is a good bounce-back performance for this kid. That uh, layup, that sort of left-handed cross the backboard layup. I don't know if you remember that one. That yep. was just an incredible finish. Like his ability to finish with his offhand at this age is, uh, it's remarkable. He's got such great poise, such great oh, composure. There it is, there it is, yes. <laughs> but you know what? He, he, it, it, I wonder if it's sometimes you're so young, you don't know what stage you're on out there because he is not afraid to take a big shot. And he hit, I think he only finished with two threes in the end last night. But if his team needs a three, he's like, he's throwing like, it. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm more than happy to take it. I don't really care. So uh, sometimes I think that's what it is. It's like he hasn't been sort of burned in the playoffs in the past where he, where it's like these things can be mentally in the back of your mind. Instead, he's just like, listen, I'm great. I'm a great basketball player. I'm only 20 years old and I'm going to go out there and perform. And, and again, 17 points, just fantastic stuff. And uh, look, there are times definitely where the Lakers see him and they're like, well, this, this is just a kid out here. And he hasn't physically; he can't sort of keep up with us. And you mm-hmm. saw that one play where he, where it was, I think, LeBron and Marcus, uh, Markeith Morris, blocked the shot, and then Markeith Morris was talking trash to him, and uh, Tyler Hero was giving it back as well. I mean, yeah. uh, he just he just doesn't feel intimidated at all when he's out there, and I think that's great. And it's just so important that Jimmy Butler has got these guys who are capable of hitting those threes in, in Duncan, particularly, and Tyler Hero. I mean, Jay Crowder can hit them, and Kelly Olynyk can as well, because if those guys can hit these threes then it does just give their offense a whole new look, and uh, and it's great. But, yeah, I'm really enjoying this Tyler Hero experience. I think oh, yeah. it's so much fun to watch. And what to have a short memory like that, because he had a brutal game too. I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, you could let that, like, affect your uh, your confidence for sure. But, yeah, he's like, who cares? He doesn't care at all. He's no. like, I'll hit the next one. doesn't matter. Um, and, you know, that's, that's great. That can probably get you in trouble at times too. There were even some shots in this one where I was like, okay, man, you maybe pass the ball. Let's get a better look here. But you're going to live with that. He's going to be one of those type of players probably for his whole career where you know you got some four for 18s and then you've got you know the 37 point games and big shots and clutch shots and stuff like that it's you're going to take the uh, the bad with the good in that one anything to add to this one trey kirby uh, again this awesome jimmy butler game three performance yeah people have talked for a long time about being able to see the legendary footage of jimmy taking the third stringers and beating mm. the timberwolves this is as close as we got because last night jimmy went out there with the starters, literally with the starters, <laughs> putting up Myers Leonard, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and Kelly Olenek, along right. with Jimmy Butler to beat LeBron in a finals game. You know, they were wearing black and red. It's still a Bulls win for me. 
Wow, look at that. We basically are that team. It's incredible. <laughs> Myers Leonard is even from Illinois. Kelly Olenek, he's Canadian. Yeah, right. It checks Lee, out. he's got the flamethrower from three. And Skeets, you know, he's got the poise. He might be a bit older than 20, but yeah. he misses a shot. You know, he's still taking the next one. Hey, I got ID'd the other day still. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I mean, I think it was because I had a mask on. You know, that's a bit of a problem. I was like, I got a weird beard under here now. Like, trust me, this is going to be weird. I'm going to pull this out. And you're going to go like, what? I'm old. But uh, here, have at it. Take a look uh, at this beard. Yeah, take a look at this beard for sure. Uh, okay, anything Tass or Lee? that you want to add to this game or moving forward in this series? Like, Lee's obviously you're excited. Uh, I, I asked I you on Saturday if this was a sweep. You said yes, and now you're pumped that we're going to sweep. <laughs> Listen, man, I, you know, when you are a true neutral, you just want to see a great series. And, and, and again, from what we've seen from the bubble and the playoffs, I want nothing more than this to be a, just a, a crazy series that we go six or seven games at sure. least because I think we deserve it. We deserve it. We've earned that. Right. Okay. <laughs> we, we personally are We personally have earned it. We're still bringing it. We're still bringing it in the final, so it's up to the NBA to do it as well. Thank you, know? you Lee. I'm glad you said that. This is our 331st show of the year, wow. of the season. We started wow. on October 14th with season previews. Here we are on October 5th, nearly a full year. There's 366 days in this last year. It was a leap year, so we got one extra day. But that's damn impressive. So you're right. We do deserve this, Lee. We yeah. deserve for this to go five or six or more. I mean six yeah, or yeah, seven yeah. is what I meant. Yeah. Uh, Tass, anything else to add yet? Uh, it was just weird watching this game and seeing the Lakers bench outperform their starters. It was really weird. Danny Green, again, another bad game. Uh, over from the floor. Dwight Howard didn't play a ton. Contavious Caldwell Pope, bad. But then Kuzma, Morris. Yeah. Uh, everybody coming off the bench. They scored 53 points off the bench, tied for the second most in an NBA Finals game uh, since the starters existed. No, since they started <laughs> tracking it in 70-71. So that was just, that was just weird. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Danny Green. We thought there, there would be an inflection point. There would be a point where it... it turned on for Danny um, but it's not happening yet and then yeah Kuz and, and, and Markeith Morris were awesome I don't know if they, they just roll out the same lineup I assume they will um, and these guys just get their their fill-in minutes but at least you can rely on them uh, at least you can go to the bench if you're Frank Vogel and say oh we're gonna get some some good minutes from everybody not named J.R. Smith why was J.R. Smith out there I didn't really the two dribble pull up for a corner three it's rare to see any dribbles on a corner three <laughs> but to make a move to get down there impressive stuff yeah, yeah uh, Tass sure. hit on it earlier though I think the big change for the Lakers in game four will be less switching and more LeBron saying I need to take over a little bit here and really put my stamp on this series, just like he did against Jamal Murray uh, when it came time for winning yeah. time for the Lakers in their previous series. So I think we will we'll get a Finals MVP performance from LeBron pretty soon here. Mm. And what do you think? Do you think we see Bam in Game Four, Trey? I know we're just guessing at this point, but he was like going through the workouts in this one. He's like he's he asking there. them to play and stuff like that, and they're trying to like you know prevent him from re-injuring his neck or his arm or whatever the hell's hurting on him. Like, what do you think? Or Dragic for that matter. Uh, Dragic seems less likely to me, right? Just because there's something there that's torn. Anytime something's torn, you know it's got to be bad. Yeah. And on the other hand, Bam, every time we see him, he's got that gigantic towel rolled around his neck. So, you <laughs> right. know, his head has been supported. It must be pretty healthy. Um, I think he'll probably try and give it a go at some point in this series. Will it be in game four? I'm sure the Heat would like it. There was a lot of talk about him maybe showing up. 
So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Can you legally play in a neck brace? <laughs> That's a great question. Is that allowed? I don't think I've ever seen somebody yeah. do that. Let's well, see. I wonder. Well, so, somebody, is Schumann watching? <laughs> somebody has Schumann on that one. All right. This would be the time to try it out. What are they going to say? What are they going to say? Right. No? You can't do it in the bubble? <laughs> there's, there's no rules in the bubble. Yeah. Okay. At least let them, if, and if not a neck brace, let them do the towel thing. Like, can you yeah, play with a towel? Out, sure. <laughs> I think you yeah, let Anthony know. Davis wear that compression shirt. Just get like a compression mock turtleneck or something. Yeah, exactly. And then at least we can get the uh, everyone's gonna like, like the the Lakers be like he can't play with a neck brace. And then they come over to the side tray and they're like, well, it doesn't say anywhere in the rule book that you can't play with a neck brace. And there we go. We got a movie. We're at Walt Disney World. Then we're writing the movie. It's perfect. Um, all right, let's take a quick break though, and uh, hear from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. So how many teams are left in baseball then now? What are we at? Eight. Great question. Eight? Six, 16? 12? What? Oh, then eight, they just, eight, eight. Eight. That's okay. right. Yeah. So yeah. we're done the first round. The best of three. We're into the best of fives in their bubble situations now. Now so we're into the real playoffs. Now, right. Like, like what the standard playoffs would be, right? Okay, okay, okay. So, okay. And we got the Tampa Bay versus the Yankees, do we? Exciting yeah. stuff. All right, Lee. So, Judge, home run, <laughs> socking dingers tonight, eh? Uh, he'll be socking dingers left and right. Yeah. Give me Judge. Judge's dread. Eh, doesn't really work. <laughs> Quick correction coming in here from uh, the stream team. Apparently, Sony Michelle is out tonight, so don't oh. add him to your DraftKings roster. What am I okay. supposed to do? How am I supposed to keep up with all of these injury reports, Lee? It's impossible. Mm. Sony, I've never heard that name Sony before. You know, Sonny, there's a few Sonnies out there, but not a Sony. <laughs> Well, I'm more a Samsung one. man myself. Yeah, I've got a friend named Panasonic. <laughs> yeah. um, I've never heard of Sonos before, but I know, I've heard of Sonos. Um, yeah. And Cam Newton contracted COVID. It he's, is. Not, he's not playing tonight, is he? Yeah, they had to, the Cam Patriots Newton. had to fly two different planes to this game wow. against KC. Well, the uh, the ones back, who came yeah. into contact with the Cam man and the ones who did not. But I think they're playing. 
Jeez. Well, yeah, didn't they they canceled or suspended or whatever, pushed back a Titans game, right? Because they had a bunch of cases. Great. I think so. Yeah. All right. Let's hit the beach. Oh, yeah. On the beach. Email your questions in. No dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at no dunks inc. We got a few here before we officially step on the beach later this week. But what do we got here, Tess? Hello, fellas. Oh, you know we left this first part in. Watch this. Thanks for all the great content going back to the TBJ days. I've always appreciated how you guys have been able to strike a nice balance of fun conversation with nerdy basketball nuance. I never know if I'm going to come away from a podcast laughing, learning something new, or both. Mm-hmm. Thanks. That's My nice. question. Uh, with Kyrie saying on KD's podcast that Brooklyn will have a collaborative coaching environment... And even stating that he or KD could be head coach for a day, it got me thinking, what current star player do you think has the attributes of a great coach? Please don't say LeBron. His basketball IQ, experience, and accolades make him an obvious choice. To Avi, my pick is Kyrie as a Phil Jackson type. He's philosophical, an outside-the-box thinker, and has been around a surprising amount of good players, coaches, and systems. I know he wasn't an ideal leader in Boston, but maybe as he ages into his 40s, 50s, and beyond, he becomes wiser and grows into more of a mentor role. That's from Eric in Portland. Star mm. player, becoming a coach. What do you think, Lee? So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting question because there's always been guys like Derek Fisher, for example, when he was playing, people said, oh, he'll be a great coach, but he went to the Knicks and he didn't really do all that well. But largely, again, because of the situation and the players that he had. So, uh, you know, that's ultimately what it comes down to. But I think a guy who will make the transition into coaching and will be good at it because he's been on star teams, but he's never been a superstar. He's been an all-star, but not an all-NBA player, is Andre Iguodala. I I really Mm. think he's a very good community. He's very well respected in any locker room that he's been in. I remember back to the Warriors days there that what a lot of the players liked about him is just how hard he worked and how well he prepared himself and got his body ready to play and accepted as well that role. Remember, he didn't want to come off the bench, and eventually he did, and he became so good at it, he won finals MVP. So, you know, he's the sort of guy who really can uh, sort of adapt and adjust and does put his ego to the side. So I think he would be a great communicator. He's a bit of an outside-the-box thinker as well. He does a few things, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, that, are, uh, that, that, that sort of show that he's trying to think of beyond the game itself. So, um I think he will uh, one day be uh, a good head coach in the NBA if you choose to pursue it. He might have uh, higher things in his life yeah. that he wants to achieve, but uh, if he does stay in the basketball world, I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll be a very, very good coach. That's a good one. Who do you got, Trey? Well, Andre Iguodala was the top of my list, and exactly for the reasons Lee was saying, he's been a star and an all-star, and he's also been a guy who's just a glue guy for your team. But I got to agree with the stream team. Kyle Lowry would be a great head coach eventually someday because of. You really think Chris Paul first when you're talking about that type of player. But Chris Paul, I feel like, would take the wins and losses every single night a little bit too seriously. He probably would go overboard sometimes. It might be a lot like Doc Rivers as a coach right now. Give me Kyle Lowry. He's got a slightly gentler nature than Chris Paul. And like Andre Iguodala, like Chris Paul, he is a guy who's had to get by mostly on basketball smarts and knowing where to be. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, Iguodala might be like Doc Rivers too, that he likes to golf. So he's just always out there golfing and no practice and stuff like that. You never know. Uh, Anyone else to add, Tass? I know we've had this question, you know, we've done this for a long time. We have this question every couple of years, but one of the names the guys mentioned, somebody else comes to mind as a player that could be a great coach? 
Yeah, I'm with the Chris Paul train. Uh, I, I think, yeah, maybe he may have been a little bit more fiery in his younger years. But as uh, Eric in Portland implied about Kyrie, maybe he grows into a mentor role. I think that's happened to Chris Paul. I think uh, he, he definitely cares about guys. He gives people directions, obviously, on the floor. You can see him as uh, the president of uh, the NBA PA that he is... You know, he, he's already coaching now. I mean, he's he's a mentor he's a leader. already. He's a leader, yeah. He, yeah, and I, I think even though he is hard on guys, it's no doubt, and, he, and he's fiery, and he's gotten into it with, you know, reportedly with Blake and, and DeAndre Jordan um, and even James Harden, for sure. Uh, I don't know. I think he would be different as a as a coach, and he would care about his players. I'm buying it. I'm buying the Chris Paul thing if, if he's into what, it, if he's into coaching. What did we think about the uh, Chris Paul interview last night while the game was going on? He's in the virtual board. We're doing a nice little zoom in. What would you think there, Lily? Uh, yeah, it was fine. Um, it, it's not great TV, to be honest. <laughs> yes, I agree. So It's weird. Well, just do it at halftime, yeah. if, yeah. I mean, as, as yeah. a lot of people pointed out. But uh, maybe they just wanted to show off that cool virtual board for the last couple of times. Not a lot more use out of it, probably. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, asked about sort of the whole, like, what's going to go happen with his team. You know, just wants to hoop. That's yeah. all he said. So uh, diplomatic answer there, you know. Who knows if he's going to be with OKC. You would think they're going to try and move him, but... Uh, we will see. Um, yeah, those are all great answers. I, I had a lot of those guys on my list too, and I know I'm sure the YouTube chats, the stream team, as you call them there, Trey, have got some other answers. Anyone, did you see any of note that we need to throw in here? Joachim Noah, can't imagine him as a coach. Yeah. Clay Thompson, can't imagine him doing anything involving basketball after his career is over. And of course, anytime you ask a question, somebody's going to suggest Boban, which would be hilarious <laughs> to see that guy in a suit every single night. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't thought of that. Uh, okay, great answers, sort of. Uh, next one here. <laughs> answers, uh, at least. Yes, answers. Uh, hello, my No Dunks crew. As a longtime listener, I have never felt the urge to write in, as the content and the Q&As on Beach Step and always keep me entertained. So that's good. But this week, however, that all changed. When Lee called Skeetsy Phil, <laughs> I cannot stop thinking about it. It was awkward and strange. I just plain don't like it. My question is, which NBA player can you not call by their real name? Is there someone whose nickname has become so synonymous with the player that calling them by their legal name gives you the heebie-jeebies, just like Lee did to me? Yes. This guy, Trent, who says no rhyme, just love, Trent from Melbourne, Lee, you gave him the heebie-jeebies because you uh, accidentally called me Phil, which you're always good for once every couple of months on the <laughs> yeah. podcast here. Always yeah. slips out. Um but yeah, is there another NBA player, Trey? I'll go to you first. That like you, you just can't call them their legal name. It's it's their other name. Yeah, we haven't seen him play in a while, but I think Demarcus Cousins has become Boogie Cousins. You rarely call him Cousins to begin with. You rarely hear Demarcus. He's just Boogie at this point because it sounds awesome. Calling a guy Boogie is fun. You know, there was a booger that called Monday Night Football played in the NFL. You got to have a booger or a boogie around. Skeets, I know you pronounce it boogie, but... I say, yeah, booger, 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 yeah. (laughs) Booger and boogie, but yeah, Boogie Cousins has, uh, he's become boogie officially for everyone, I would have to think. Uh, Yeah, Booger McFarland uh, has been compared to Zion Williamson recently. People thinking Zion Williamson might get big. He could look like Booger McFarland. Booger, don't call me Booger McFarland. What What did that guy do? I don't know. I know who you're talking about, of course, but was he a former player? Yeah, yeah he's an NFL yeah. player. Yeah. Like, what What did he play, though? Line. I think he was a defensive lineman. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's so he's just a big, big dude. 
is okay. a DT. Man, I actually I actually think he was a nose tackle, and now I'm realizing that if he was a nose tackle and his <laughs> name is Booger, that's genius, man. That's, that's very, very smart. <laughs> um, do you, uh, Lee, have any other guys that uh, fit this bill here? Well, you know, Steph Curry's name isn't Steph. That's Ooh, not his first name. Nice. It's like a J.D. Terrence there. He's, a, he's Wardell Stephen Curry uh, <laughs> right. because his father is also Wardell. Right. But uh, I'm just trying to think. Remember when those Christmas Day games a few years ago, I don't know, maybe five years ago now, when they had their first names on the back? Mm-hmm. Did he go with Steph or did he go with Wardell? I think he probably went with Steph. Stephen probably. Or- yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it is funny when you think, you know, we talk about Del Curry and we talk about Steph, but... They're both actually Dells. Right. You know? <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's a very Terrence JD situation. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Are they farmers? Are they farmer in the Dells? No. <laughs> do you uh, do you have anyone there, Tess? Well, we've talked so much about Doc Rivers. He's not Doc. Oh, yeah. He's Glenn, as uh, as Big Baby Davis called him once, right? I think he was... Didn't Big Draymond Green call him that? Cool oh, story, Glenn. Cool story, Glenn. <laughs> Yeah. Cool story, Glenn. That's cool my, that's my story, bad. Yeah, Glenn. I was getting Glenn's confused because Big Baby is also a Glenn Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, and JJ Redick, I just I went through uh, guys' names. I didn't ever know what JJ Redick's actual name was, so I was, I was just surprised that his name is Jonathan Clay Redick. Uh, oh, I didn't know like, that. I actually thought his name was technically jj i guess not obviously (laughs) don't no idea where it came from where jj came from where it started um but yeah i could see him being a clay as well he could he could could rock (laughs) clay Clay. reddick clay reddick sharpshooter clay reddick all right let's hear from you guys with that one at least on twitter at no dunk sink or in the youtube comments uh a player that you just can't even call by their legal name anymore there's obviously a ton there's a ton out there all right let's take one more quick break before tweet of the night This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Time for Tweet of the Night. Mm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet Tweet of the Night is actually Tweet of the Morning, because this one comes from the Athletic Zone. John Hollinger talking about the snarl from (laughs) Tyler Hero. John Hollinger's caption, fantastic. I actually snorted out loud reading this one. 18-year-old me walking out of the AP calculus exam. 
John Hollinger's a numbers man. He was feeling good when he was 18 year old with that exam, dropping the snarl like Tyler Hero. He looks so young yeah. in this photo. Oh, I mean, man. he's only 20. He looks like he he's looks 12. like eight years old. I, don't, I mean, I'm I'm putting you guys on the spot. I know you would probably remember Trey because you probably have the photo somewhere. I remember there was a weird photo of me back at like the Basketball Jones days where I don't know why, but someone took the task. You, you might remember too. Someone took a photo of me like. They're really high. They're standing on a chair because when I wear a hat, I'm wearing a hat right now backwards, but when I wear a hat forward, pre-beard at least, I look like I'm like six years old. Um, I'm definitely getting ID'd if I'm buying booze with a hat forward and no beard. And uh, do you know what photo I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I, know, uh, I, think yeah. I think you're like wearing a Boston hat or something yeah. like that. You definitely look like a, a Tyler Hero. I look like a kid, and that's uh, exactly what Tyler Hero oh, looks I like, I think, it. to me. Snarling. But that is a funny, funny caption from Hollinger there, Lee. He's a numbers guy. I mean, look, if Schumann had tweeted that, I would have laughed just as hard. If Pelton had tweeted that, just as hard. You know, these numbers guys. I got a sense of humor is what I like about these guys. They're not just robots, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a great snarl. It was a great snarl because, uh, you know, he's just got a little bit of wispy hair at the bottom of the chin there. Not not a whole lot going on, but uh, he's big time, man. He's great. His hair like- looks like a Tass after a good run. Yeah. <laughs> I like that uh, there's like a different snarl for every generation because as soon as he snarled, my dad, he's a super old guy. He texted me. He's like... <laughs> Just like Elvis. Just like Elvis? <laughs> Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, just like Elvis. Elvis has been dead for like 40 years before Tyler Hero was born. But other people, for me, it's like Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. I saw Sid Vicious as well. Sid Vicious. There's been yep. somebody uh, snarling for generations upon generations. Great stuff. Thanks to Hollinger for Tweet of the Morning. Again, I cheated a little bit. I think that one came out this morning. All right, let's also got to address something here real quick. Skeets got this from Ishmael Santiago, part of the stream team. We asked (laughs) if you can play in a neck brace. Gerald Henderson Sr. back in the day did play in a neck brace. Wow. God, he's he's rocking the Blazers there, too. Those are sick. What Uh, a setup this guy's got. That's amazing. So, hey, look, it's not in the rule book. You can do it, I guess, unless they changed it. That is crazy. Yeah, that is incredible, isn't it? Wow. All right. Bam's That's great for working on your handles, I would think, because yeah. there's no way you can look down at the ball. Yeah, keep your head up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> Super blinders. Maybe, maybe someone's just like, a, like a, you put a dog cone thing on a yeah. dog. It won't <laughs> stop like biting something that it shouldn't. <laughs> keep your head up. Yeah. Really work on your performance. That was Gerald Henderson. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is Calvin Murphy, actually, as well. And he, he played in the... Uh, the full-on, this kind of hockey helmet. Oh, that's a hockey helmet helmet with the top cut off. Yeah, Yeah. so you can breathe. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, okay, well, I hope we see some of this in the finals. Yeah, we need need the neck brace underneath that one there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, yeah, full-on headgear. Okay, thank you for that. Great stuff. You remember, uh, so that was Gerald Henderson Sr. in the first one. I recently saw the, the highlight that we played one billion times in our six years as the starters gerald henderson the junior throwing a ball into the stands and a lady taking it directly off the face uh she could use the neck brace for that she's fine or a helmet yeah or helmet either one or not looking at her neighbor's phone that would have helped she had her face down she took it right in the glasses i think she was okay though yeah yeah she had the lee ellis glasses going flying on that one that's such a great clip (laughs) breakdown is so funny too so good so good we could have played another billion times all right that's it for us today 
We're going to be back on Wednesday morning to break down game for the NBA Finals. Keep your questions and your comments coming for the next Beach Steppin' Podcast. We'll hit the sand uh, on Thursday. So you got a couple days here to get your questions in. No dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in if you want, at No Dunks Inc. Go grab yourself some sweet No Dunks merchandise at nodunks.com. That's the simple website. And if you haven't already, I keep telling you guys, and I know a lot of you have, so thank you. Subscribe to The Athletic. Tell them we sent you. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks, and you can sign up still right now for a dollar a month. So make sure you take advantage of that unbelievable deal. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, what podcast is this today? What number? We got Skeets 3. 331. Wow. Somebody said in the comments, we are the Cal Ripken of basketball podcasts. Not a compliment to me. That's not a compliment. <laughs> what? Do it day in and day out. I'm not. <laughs> there's better than Cal. I, I like Cal. You want to? You want I mean, he was he was great. But do you want? Don't you want a little bit of flash? A little bit of flair? He was solid. He's solid. Sure, He's sure. not. It's better than the AC Green of podcasts, I guess. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's maybe, a good point. Uh, That's a good you know, point. maybe a. Uh, I don't know. Even an Aaron Judge, a podcast would be better. Uh, an <laughs> well, Ozzy we, Smith. Well, we're not going to be Cal Ripken because we're not doing a podcast tomorrow. So we'll see you guys <laughs> on Wednesday. Embrace the day, people. You could stay. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.